guys, welcome back to the Full Feature Podcast. So, for the first time in a couple of weeks, actually, we're going to start out with some movie news. And then we're going to head to, I think, probably two of our favourite films that we've ever seen, ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, obviously, that's Paddington, because uh, that's what the fucking episode's going to be called. But uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to surprise him. No. Um, but uh, let's go straight into some movie news, guys. You up for that? Let's do it. I'm okay, ready. so, Matrix 4. Um... The Matrix trilogy, everyone loves the first one. No one really likes the rest of them. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne says he wasn't invited to appear in it in the Matrix 4. So no Morpheus. No, no Morpheus. What happened to Morpheus at the end of number three? Because number three, I don't, I actually don't know if I've ever gotten through. Number he survives, three. doesn't he? He I survives. Does, yeah, it, yeah. Neo is the one who dies in 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 the third. Does one. he? Yeah, Neo dies. So who is is Keanu Reeves in Matrix? 4? Yeah, they're, they're yeah, just gonna is. bring him back. Like you know, I mean, what I mean? Like, like I suppose it's all. In your mind, like, in your mind, like, yeah, it's, like, like, it's, it's, the, it's essentially yeah. VR. Like. Yeah, and like, like Neo's like Jesus in it, so yeah, like they can do fair. whatever they want. Yeah, he'll climb out of a fucking hole. Is there any? Is did he? Did he say? Did they give any details? Did, 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 did I reckon you know what it's definitely. Did the Wachowskis? Did they? Did they give any details? Did they react to it, or is he just saying that he didn't? Here's the question: I have not been invited. Maybe that would make me write another play. Sorry, you know. Lawrence Fisher is right place. Yeah, yeah. De- oh, definitely. Uh, sorry, you know when you're on the fucking website and then like your internet's slow and then the ad comes up. Yeah. Uh, so I wish them well. I hope it's great. So I mean, he doesn't seem that fucking. Um, it's a franchise that yeah. made him famous. You know what though, Morpheus. You know what, Lawrence Fishburne is a bit fat now. Do you think? I thought he was always kind of fat. Yeah, but he kind of got Man, away you with put it with him the in the fucking trench coat. You'd be flying. Like, well, he wasn't in in Boys in the Hood. He was. He was beefed up, like he was. Know. He was beefed up, boys in the hood. See, it was boys in the hood was before. Oh yeah, way before Matrix, the Matrix. Yeah, yeah. Matrix was like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. Whereas like boys in the hood was late. Is he, 80s, he's very young in that. He's, he's he is very, very young. and he's great. In it as he's well. great in it. Excellent, Fantastic excellent character. Actor. But I reckon that Neo's character in the Matrix Four is going to be the Morpheus. I don't know if Neo is going to be the protagonist. Oh, that know? is a good way of looking because that could help them launch the, 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 series, the, the series again. Because it's money-grubbing. Yeah, 100%. Like, there's nothing yeah. else buying it except money-grubbing. Like, yeah. The original you Matrix see... series was money-grubbing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, I mean, the first movie ends so perfectly and everything and then they're like, oh, fuck, this let's is make, massive. Let's make two more. I mean, like, and they did some amazing things with those films. Yeah, like, with, with the, Bullet the, Time, the Special and, Effects. The opening scene of the second one's pretty badass when he's in the fucking underground. And they're having like yeah, well, that's that's the, the whole second film is just really badass, but like sometimes it works for films, and sometimes it's like aliens. Like aliens is a big action packed fucking let's kill all these aliens rather than like a slow paced horror thriller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But it, it goes back to this old thing that we've talked about with Star Wars. You have that much source material, you have a morsel of source mm-hmm. material, and you try to spread it out over yeah. so yeah. many movies. It's happened with Alien, it happened with Star Wars. It's it's going to happen well, with the Matrix. Well, it was just back in like the eighties onwards. They just decided, right, we got to make as much money off as one good plot. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think I think as well was there was more thought went into cinema back then, where it was like, okay, you had Alien One, which came out in seventy nine or seventy seven, even I think. Then Aliens didn't come out till like eighty two, eighty. Yeah, that's yeah. like a massive. It is. It's a huge. Whereas guy. now it's like churn out a movie every yeah, year. Yeah, and there's no fucking director being like. Oh. Alien 46 coming out in 2036. Exactly. It's like, you just turn this. around, you're going to see, I don't know, fucking... Well, I read it. Sons of the Lambs and a fucking trailer for no, a new yeah. Star Wars. I'd say like, exactly. people didn't watch Alien, though, and they were like, this deserves a prequel. I'd say that like it took someone like, like fucking... 
yeah to say there's a bit of a property there, there. yeah we, I, could, we I, could do something i think this, like, I, you know? I i did watch I, I i did watch a whole behind the scenes thing on those two movies and apparently i think that james cameron was like super impressed by the first one yeah and he really always wanted to do another one a, yeah. another one but he wanted to do a a a massive space movie but he was he was hell-bent on using a military um kind of you know demographic in the movie like a kind of an angle where you have like soldiers yeah. going into a planet and he just took alien i think yeah and because it's a, i mean like it's a completely different, different movie. story They're it's a completely, completely different, different story I yeah think. and it, it really the it, capt- it captures it, it captures the they're different genres basically yeah like, i mean it know? captures all the stuff that made the first one great yeah. and then does its own twist on it's it. probably what would have happened like just, yeah if you, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like a starship it's a good starship troopers i love starship troopers as well it's so funny like when you watch that back when you're an adult you're like this is like Call me this propaganda yeah, film. Yeah, it's literally just like satire. Yeah. Um. Moving on. Uh, Tenet is finally getting a release date, finally, the twenty sixth of August. Uh, it's rated twelve A, uh, in Ireland and the UK. Oh fuck, is it? That's yeah. okay. So you know you Inception can say shit. Was 12s. You know you can say yeah, shit so as much as you want. Yeah, but I mean, if like, it's twelve A, you can say shit as much as you, you want. You can say shit so as much. What you can yeah. say bitch as much. I don't as you get want. one fuck. You get one fuck. Yeah, and it yeah, can't yeah. be. It can't be used. In a sexual Can be in a sexual So thing. you have to be like Fuck you Shit me <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Shit me, me you so, bitch Shit me so hard um, But yeah Tell it <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Yeah so it's coming out I'm really excited for this I've watched kind of Minimal trailers but I want to know as little As possible oh, I want to know nothing I Yeah know you're going to know Nothing anyway yeah. When you're yeah. going into this But you know what I will say is I get the impression That this is going to go back To that kind of following Route of things That memento following I think it's going Because it's about detectives I know that much And it involves time travel Like that's That's, that's following all over it do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's it's like that kind of supernatural kind of inception. I feel like he's just taking another concept, kind of very similar to like Inception, and just yeah. going a completely different route with it. I mean, I can't see it not being a banger. No, it's going to be unbelievable. Like, like, it's, yeah. like it, it, it has to be an incredible film. Yeah. I don't want to put that pressure on him because he's just no, such no, an unbelievable. No, no, no. Yeah, well, I'm look, putting it on him. Look, well, <laughs> Dunkirk. Yeah, Dunkirk. <laughs> I know. If it's better than Dunkirk, I'll be happy because. And this I was, is the thing. You know, the funny thing is. Chris Nolan's like worst movie in inverted commas is still pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like compared to other directors, it's like yeah. it's not yeah. that bad. Like, but at the same time, like I'd go almost say that there's an argument that pre- the Prestige is slightly worse than Dunkirk, but it was at a different point in his career. That's true. So That's there's very a lot true. of leeway, you know. That's true. I think Tenet is a welcome back into what we like about Nolan. Alt, yeah. It's going to be that. Alt like, blockbusters, yeah. He was yeah. at that with, with Interstellar and then he, he went completely different direction with Dunkirk and he went, that's what I want to make. Like, I don't want to I don't want to box him in, but I don't I also don't want him to make more films like Dunkirk. I don't want I don't want him to make a Howard Hughes yeah, biopic I, I, or I think like I think his strengths are totally at what he does with these bind bending movies and I'm happy to go with Yeah that. he's incredibly intricate and you just can't get that from like a, a historical piece. Yeah. Well mm. like I mean I thought Dunkirk that maybe like there'd be some sort of time Nazi travel. time travel <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him why was the clock ticking yeah. the whole thing I was like alright so Tom Hardy's an alien yeah. <laughs> um, Blumhouse uh, these are guys we've talked about several times. times they have partnered with Amazon for an 8 up to no sorry 4 and 8 film streaming program so if it's 8 films that they're going to put on Amazon Prime that this can be really fucking good we or, know that they probably have 40 films. Oh, just ready to yeah, fucking chuck into to Amazon. COVID-19, it's a win-win situation for both parties involved. 
Um, so you have to pay for these? Will these be like a rental situation? No, it'll be Amazon Prime. So you just so stream them? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. it's streaming. It's fully I'm streaming. Okay with that. So I'm absolutely up for that because I've got Amazon Prime anyway. Um, it's, yeah, and look, I, like Blumhouse yeah. are funny, right? Because they make shit. They make absolute shit. But they, they make one. the odd good thing. Yeah. Like Get Out is Blumhouse. You know what else is Blumhouse? Whiplash is Blumhouse. The Whiplash? No Whiplash way. is Blumhouse. Is what? Which is insane. You know, I'd say that there's good people behind it and they just, they, they realize, like, they have their bread and butter. Like, you know? Jason Blum is a really intelligent guy. We've said this before. And he knows, I think he does understand. Yeah, Tyler Perry's a good it's, actor. <laughs> no, I, I'm, don't, I, I wasn't being sarcastic there, Jack, please. No, no, I'm saying Tyler Perry is a good actor. Oh, yeah, I get what you mean. In Gone Girl. Like, but she, no, he... Also does the fucking Medea, Medea movies, movies, which are yeah. fucking terrible. Like, and that's and that's all he makes. Like, he was great in. Yeah. But this is the thing. So as you say, like Jason Blum has a lot of talent there. I think as a producer, he just enjoys doing he, this. He obviously. just likes dollar dollar. You know what I, what I what I think happens in a lot of those films, even like the fucking multiple sequel films that you get, are like The Conjuring and Annabelle and everything. Whenever you're watching them. And they've really gone bad now because I, I'm a fan of them. Like, I love watching terrible horror films. Yeah. But what happens with them is they, they get to a point in the film and it's, and it's really good. It's really well paced and you're, you're scared. Like, you're ready to be, like, enjoying the, getting, rest of, yeah, yeah, yeah. the rest of being terrified. Because mm. they are scary. Like, they are for portions of it. And then they give up. The film yeah. gives up. It just gives out. It gets to a certain point and it looks amazing and there's scary moments and then they're like, right, let's wrap this up. You know, the one thing I will give to Blumhouse is as well is they do, they're a little bit like that Netflix attitude where they're like, I'll just give this young director a chance. I'll throw him a million dollars and see what he comes out with and if it's good, great and if it's yeah. not, who gives a shit? We'll still sell it. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, they're not as... <laughs> if it's not good, yeah, we'll still make a fortune. They're not as much as a closed door as, you know, your Warner Brothers, your, yeah. your Sony. They'll take more of a, a punt on like directors so you know what let's watch all eight eight of these yeah. amazon movies and see how they are like, i actually wouldn't mind doing are this. they all horror jack or are they... uh it, they haven't really released much information on it but elizabeth moth ella elizabeth moss is starring in the new one okay well she's doing elizabeth. yeah uh, sorry. So, <laughs> elizabeth mad invisible called, man yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh i mean that was well received for some reason for um, some reason uh, speaking reason. of streaming services so i recently got apple tv and i was like fuck me the movies in this are good and then i clicked into it and it was like four euro they're That's all the rentals thing. they're, they're all, all rentals, rentals. Oh except for the tom hanks one i think oh the 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 yeah. fucking new one that he directed the fucking yeah i don't know where he plays some admirable person yeah <laughs> That's not like Tom Hanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, look, I'm nothing against Tom Hanks or anything, but fuck me, play a dickhead once. <laughs> yeah, just do it once. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I would like it. At yeah, least I thought a beautiful time, day in the neighborhood was like I was. Like, he could be he a pedophile. Yeah. He could be a pedophile. <laughs> let's, let's see where he's going. He's very close to his children. Uh, speaking of Apple TV, Martin Scorsese is making films and TV for both of them. So I think this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I think they did all the right things in the morning show and all the wrong things with C, but they do have that really strange tv series coming out i don't know if you watched it but i saw the ad for it last night so um who is oh fuck uh jason uh what's his name jason bateman jason bateman is playing the crystal palace football team manager what yeah and so, is this, sorry, Jason Bateman is the guy out of Ozark. Out of, right? Yeah, Ozark. Oh, yeah. no, fuck. No, no, it's not no, him. Yeah, it's get, not him. Get this is, is, he a, is he a comedy guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Sudeikis. 
Uh, oh, is it Jason Sudeikis? You know, uh, you know, what, what um, it's, it's always sunny. Yeah, it's Jason Sudeikis. It's Jason. Oh, he's at uh, Schmidt and it's always sunny. Yeah, it's called yeah. Ted Lasso. And uh, this sounds interesting. Yeah, so it's not supposed to be Crystal Palace, but it is because it's, it's based in it's London, based London yeah. black and sorry, blue and red. And like it's an American football player comes over and like he's Takes got a mustache and everything things up. and yeah. shakes things up and they're basically. Roy Kent is his name, but uh, yeah, I my favorite. Um, it actually looks kind of funny. Yeah. It's Apple TV or whatever, and um, it just I didn't come to see his face. I just think of uh, it's always sunny when, uh, when he comes in. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the waitress is like, "I'm asleep for the next." The next guy, person. Has it. they'll be like, "No, Schmitty, he'll just come in at the last minute and bang the the drunkest girl here." <laughs> And she's like, who wants to have sex with me tonight? And he's like, me? <laughs> you got a car? Uh, <laughs> like, classic Schmitty. Yeah. Rather yeah. Than the he's also... Um, they have that show, what's it called? Mythic Quest on Apple TV. Oh. I heard it's really good. And it's Charlie Day as well. Oh, okay. I've heard good things about it. Really yeah, good. I also have... You, you know what? I want to see, well. see the It's Always Sunny gang make new stuff because I'm afraid that they're, they're talent... They're stagnating. They're, ta- yeah. they're stagnating ASAP. But and their and their talent is being like boxed into fourteen seasons of It's Always Sunny, and I would hate. That. I think they're all. Talented. I want them to stop right now. Maybe yeah, I think, sunny. Yeah, I think they. I, like, I do not look forward to new seasons. I know, like they don't even need it. They don't even need a farewell season. Just stop making them, please. Yeah, and I think as well the thing is like with Always Sunny was it went from every episode was unbelievable in each season to now where it's like you might get one or two good episodes yeah. and the rest like, of them are just boring. If you go back and watch like, the yeah. first. Watch them while you can, because uh, season one to four is extremely kind of what? Yeah. The gang goes jihad. Very problematic. Yeah, that's literally yeah. the, that's, the one is, that that's, always comes up. Yeah, that's, so. that's quite literally Israel-Palestine kind of shit going on. Like, like, and we're not touching on that shit in yeah, the podcast, yeah, but yeah. it's literally like, like they there's, touch, they, there's they, references. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. There's an episode where Sweet D is dating a retarded person is the yeah. end of the episode, which is like, you know, how do you get away with that yeah. now? Yeah. Um, the, but it's all the very first Bank episode. Era, like, it's it? South Bank I mean, era. It's, that, yeah. it's the early two thousand. Yeah, it's era. the very yeah, first yeah. episode. Like mm. the like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, D yeah. brings home the black guy, the black guy and yeah, like yeah. they're all and, like, shitting themselves, thinking they're going to get yeah, robbed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is a great joke at the start. Of it, yeah, like, yeah, it's a fantastic the, joke, but like it's yeah, it's no, not going to last. No, exactly. Like it, it's the thing about it's always sunny is they were able to like tackle topics and stuff at all, and now you know if if they're just going to get taken off streaming services. Now, to be fair, in saying that. It's always sunny. Has a massive like viewer base who buy the DVDs. Yeah, like, it's, it's like yeah. I don't think that show is ever going to Go be wiped from. But it's uh, isn't it the longest running sitcom of all time? The uh, longest running live action sitcom. Live action time. sitcom. Yeah. which you know in itself is a problem. I, I I said this with you when we had our office argument. Americans don't know when to end a show, and they'll run it into the ground. They won't. Yeah, they don't let something. Like you know, burn out. Well, it's they, like they, it's like in comparison to like Pete Show and like the IT crowd. That's like, a good th- point those too. were ended extremely. I I thought they were ended very well. Yeah, yeah but Keep Show did go on for about nine seasons. As well. But they did. Is it they, nine they, seasons, isn't it's it? It's nine seasons, which and is it's one season too many. It is one season too many. Even though the dinner party episode where it's, he writes "I love you" on his eyelids is <laughs> top tier TV. Yeah, the, the Moroccan past. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like I. I, I like there's talk of them coming back for one last kind of yeah. There's always been a the talk episodes. for for a, for a ten. And I season. think Mitchell would love to do it just to end it. Like I have a feeling that him and Sophie are obviously going to get together. Get together. He's going to get married to her. Yeah. He's going to be fucking miserable. miserable He's going to have yeah. his kid with her and just accept his life. Well, what I always loved about it, and it is, you can kind of compare it to Always Sunny because like neither Jeremy or 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 uh, David or Mark sorry Mark. Yeah. Uh, ever got 
any kind of character arc fulfilled or like they never grew into themselves. And that was the whole point of it. And that was yeah. the whole point of it. Same with Always Sunny. But now in Always Sunny, I feel like as as the the seasons go on, they're getting more and more into themselves and they're getting better qualities. And Yeah, like, I mean, it's it's interesting about It's Always Sunny because, as you say, the whole idea of It's Always Sunny is that they don't grow as characters. But to be fair, I remember earlier on there was an old interview with um with what's his name who plays Dennis again I can't remember oh, uh, Glenn yeah and he came out and said you know Dennis is just a full blown psychopath and might be a serial killer that was never the intention he was always going to be a, a bit more psychopathic than the rest and then as the show went on they were like oh it gets funnier and they clearly did that with Mac like yeah. Mac starts out as like is he gay is he not gay to just being full blown gay in it by the yeah. end like yeah. and, it's it's like I mean that's that's been able to give the show a bit of longevity. I, feel I think like when Mac admitted he was gay, it, it, the there day was, was he kind of died. fulfilled an arc, you know. He yeah, kind of and, and an you arc. don't want to see these characters. And come I, I don't come want him, circle. I don't want him to be like comfortable in his the own whole skin. Joke. Yeah, because that's and the whole joke. I'm growing like, as a person. Yeah, I, yeah. I want him to deny it to the ground and because look, he's a horrible like, person. Yeah. Exactly, that's the whole idea of the show. They're terrible, terrible people. You need them to be horrible. The funny thing about it's always funny is like. It's always been that show where they're terrible people, they're irredeemable. Then they had that random episode where um, Rob McElhaney did the dance, and I won't lie, it was absolutely oh, beautiful. Phenomenal. It was gorgeous, one of the most beautiful gorgeous. things I've ever seen. But they got so experimental. I mean, with that dance, I fully support that dance, but remember the last episode of the last season, Waiting for Big Mo? Yeah. Which is a, a, Sam, a play on Samuel Beckett's Waiting for uh, Godot. Yeah, which is like... What are you doing? doing yeah. I know, what insane, on earth? Yeah. How do you think this is the platform to do this? Yeah, Exactly, and, I think... And this is the problem. You ex- you come to expect stuff from It's Always Sunny because you're like, yeah. I've been watching it for 10 years. The, the episode that, like, I, I don't watch any of the later seasons. I just, I can't really, I can't really get through them. But like one like I've always found Dennis really really fucking funny. Yeah, he's yeah, and like he's hilarious. hilarious. So but funny. like you know the last two episodes when they like go to purgatory on the boat, yeah. I was just like, this is gonna be on creepy now. Like <laughs> it's just kind of like he's he's quite. <laughs> oh, like, but like that. the joke would just. I be thought like, that was really. That I love that where he's like, Virgin Decker. <laughs> 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 but it's just it's so unbelievably creepy but like it, no, it's like, just that, it's that just so open now it's just so open now like he's now literally just like I'm a, I'm a rapist yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, a, I'm yeah, a rapist I'm a serial killer where like, like before he'd be like oh these these are my tools my tools and he'd just be on the very always in the background Yeah, but this is the thing shows run on for too fucking long and American shows run on for too long do you know what I mean yeah well they make so much fucking money like you can get so much it's always sunny shit now yeah and like just even the advertising I feel as well reruns I mean, yeah. it's, it, if you have a show that runs on for long, like apparently if you have FX over in the US, all they're doing is showing reruns of, of It's Always yeah. Sunny. Because it's they like have... fucking Dave. Yeah, exactly. You're top gear. But I mean, like, it, it's also very hard because they don't know whether or not they're getting another season until the end of the year. That's you true. know, so yeah. I mean, like, I suppose that in a way, like American it's TV Somebody just, thinking they're just fucking hard. <laughs> those poor poor TV executives but they're just hanging on for dear life you know trying yeah. to get as much out of it as they can but yeah. um, they don't know yeah they definitely don't know when to quit I thought weirdly enough like Friends was very kind of organically ended and not drawn out at all yeah and I think I think they had a plan with Friends see I think it was the most because Ross was always going to get with Rachel yeah. and everyone fucking supported yeah, it, you yeah, know yeah, everyone yeah. around the world was watching and I think as well the showrunners at the time it was so popular that they could choose to say by season 7 I think they were able to say we're going to end this in yeah. season 10 whereas like as you say a lot of shows are well, like Scrubs that way here in the behind the scenes by, uh, for Scrubs it sounded like they they got us one season mm. out and they were like lovely where, lovely where like, we fingers headed. crossed yeah you know? see where we can and, 
yeah, it, the Abbott show was incredible for like six seasons. Yeah, and until then, until the, they threw they, in those extra shows. Well, no, seasons. until actually got to med school. <laughs> yeah, that was that was when it just went. <laughs> that was when I was like, all right, come on, bro. Um, um, yeah, some more news. Yeah, so Jared Leto, uh, everyone's favorite Joker and actor, and lead singer of 30 seconds of mars is <laughs> <laughs> is uh starring in the tron sequel the tron that came out maybe a decade and a half ago it's probably about that now I'd yeah say. daft punk were doing the fucking music Soundtrack. for that so and um, you know what i've yeah. always felt that tron movie didn't do as well as it should well, which oh no i like it. i really enjoy it i like it i really i got the xbox game for it yeah you had the xbox it was really good yeah. it's meant to be a game it was yeah, yeah i mean it, it shouldn't be a film it's no. a much better game no yeah exactly but i think that i liked i love the whole look did you it. like the original mm. film no no it's me neither. and the music's dated as fuck but apparently it was groundbreaking at the time yeah i suppose but like what i liked about it was they linked the original tron with the the new tron because jeff bridges in the original one i love i love like you love universe you love universe <laughs> um, and you know what Jared Leto is definitely going to be perfect for this because all you need to do is stick him in a, sci a cyberpunk sci-fi yeah. setting and he look, just looks just and, and, and he's just the aesthetic like I mean he, he, he doesn't even need to fucking speak yeah. even think about him in Blade Runner I mean he has a very small part in that but he's like perfect as yeah. like this like fucking weird old billionaire living in fucking <laughs> you know what I mean yeah um, Star Trek new film is on hold that's probably because the third one in that trilogy wasn't the best wasn't the best yeah Plus and they, it's kind of been beaten with a dead stick now you can make Wrath of Khan again all you want but at the end of the day most of Star Trek stories are really campy they're kind of not suited for the universe that you built yourself into and uh, Chris Pine doesn't really have the punching power of a major star like he does anymore. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I mean, he's he's. And you know, what? I like the Star Treks. Oh no, they're good. I feel like he was well on way to become like a a, a big star. Yeah, but then Chris Hemsworth. You know came what though? In. You need to think and about he's it. A, he's a much well sexier Chris. He is a much yeah. sexier, and you know you've got Chris Pratt as well. He's there's there's a lot of Chris's. There's a lot of sexy Chris's, like you know. And Chris Pratt is like. He got by on his own. I mean, he, he started did. through comedy. Wasn't yeah, like, Parks and Rec. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing is, this, as you say, Jack, I totally agree. Like, Star Trek was kind of this campy 60 show. But that, well, you see, I actually watched a lot of the original series because my dad is, like, obsessed with Star Trek. And I watched a lot of the, the Next Generation stuff and all. And the, the always thing about Star Trek was it was this campy 60 show because that's what TV was like in the 60s. I love how they had flip phones. But there was, mm. yeah, I mean, there was great <laughs> stuff in it, like, and, uh, they always had the odd story that would really make you think, and it obviously it had campy sets and. But there was time travel involved. Yeah, there was there was story. They would, it was a little bit like you know like I I'm guilty of liking Doctor Who, which is nerdy as hell. Yes, yeah, and Doctor Who was so nerdy. I but, can't stand Doctor Who. But like, Doctor Who had like always, how, what does he do? Like he's a time lord. There's not much more to it. Well, he he, I mean, he, he just carries around he a just, screwdriver. He, he, he travels points. through time and gets an adventures. What more do you want? Well, something I could points. never get by. <laughs> he points at everything. He points at everything. He points at everything and fixes everything. It was way too British for me it's yeah. so British I mean like that's uh, some of the news in the episode we're doing today is on Paddington the whole reason why all of us are only watching Paddington now is because I don't know about you guys he was way too fucking British, British. Yeah. <laughs> 100% but yeah like I mean Star Trek was always campy but always and it, you know what it was very episodic and it was we're going on an adventure we're going to to discover yeah. a planet yeah. and you know the movies just lost that. They always had to be as the world is changing. You know, you must yeah. fight for that. You know, it was very the dark Star night. Wars, yeah. The dark night came along, and it just made every Everything. kind of every competing universe be like, you know what? We can make this 
really dark and really good and the only universe that didn't do it was the MCU and they were right and they were right you know mm. they, like, they I, would, I, would, I know the sense of that but I would trust Disney to make a Star Trek thing because like even I tried to watch Picard would you? It's, I mean, I Disney would, didn't do the fucking best job with the Star Wars trilogy okay that's a good point that's a very good point <laughs> see the funny thing is J.J. Abrahams confuses me because my favourite Star Trek from the new ones is the first one. Mm. The, the very first one, which Chris, Chris Hemsworth is also in, actually. He yeah. plays... Uh, That's a great movie. It's so good. And that was all J.J. Abrams. And he, I really like that. And he, mm. he even confessed that he was actually more of a Star Wars fan growing up. But when it came to Star Trek and when he had to like do it, he meticulously put a lot of time, because he knew there was a lot riding on it, and it was a success, and everyone liked it. Yeah. Then, as they went on, they started losing their, their kind of appeal. But I don't trust J.J. Abrahams because he, he made that really well and then he got his mucky fingers all over Star Wars. Mm. And it we, was like... We've been, we've been through this though. I mean, like, Force Awakens was a pretty vase. Ryan Johnson came in. He smashed That's that vase on the floor. Mm. And then J.J. Abrams had to come back... <laughs> glue it back together. And glue it back together yeah. and everyone was expecting it to work. Yeah. I mean, look, there should never have been three writers on three different films that are all interconnected. It makes zero fucking sense. I mean, say what you want about the prequels. George Lucas shouldn't have even directed them, but he definitely wrote all three of them and they chronologically work as a story. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking about last week, good concepts, bad movies, the prequels are a much better story and I don't know why, like, Disney just completely cut Lucas out and didn't get his input on where they should take it because, like, you don't have to give him fucking free reign. Like, he was the Fuhrer in the fucking prequels. Like, yeah. But, but like Star Trek is a weird IP because you know who owns it. You know it's 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 so funny when we talk about intellectual property and who owns what. You know Universal have all the fucking Invisible Man shit and all, and like you know Marvel and Disney own next to everything. But you know who owns fucking uh, Star Trek? Fox. No, 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 not even. I thought it was Sony. Uh, Sony? No, it's CBS. One of the like you know one of those old like you remember back in like in in like back in the sixties it was five US channels. It was like PBS, CBS. Fox. Yeah. Oh no, Fox came yeah. later actually. HBO. But CBS is still huge. Yeah, it's it still not? a massive yeah. TV show. But it's they show like. Like a the, media conglomerate. Like. Yeah, yeah, but it's like <laughs> their main thing is news yeah. and then like, you know, they show shows like Eeyore and like fucking yeah. The Good Doctor. You know, yeah. all these like. You forget that George Clooney these, was on Eeyore. Yeah, no. That Weird. launched his career. Yeah. Like, so, but they still own Star Trek and they're clearly holding on to it to be like. Money. This is something yeah. we can squeeze out of, yeah. like, you know. They're dead hands. Yeah. I think. It's kind of like, you know what I find weird? I've been watching a lot of Martin McDonough films like back recently and you just forget that he, all of his films are produced by Film 4. Film 4. Yeah. What's the story there? Like, they film make 4 make great, great films. They do. They make, do you know what they made? The Trainspotting movies. Mm. They made the two Trainspotting You wouldn't movies. expect three billboards to get like film to four, have to any have affiliation that, that, with Film and 4. And to have like. that you know what I think the thing about Film 4 is like They'll, they'll make these kind of indie movies and stuff but because Martin McDonough is such a respected director in Hollywood he was able to get your Francis McDormand's your Sam yeah. Rockwell's your Woody Harrelson's in these, this fucking unbelievable I would love movie. to do a Martin McDonough um, podcast could do, we could do a McDonough's podcast I'd love to do yeah. and, and do his brother too John does John, have you guys seen Calvary and I haven't seen Calvary, seen Calvary. Yeah. I need to see it though I've seen the guy the guy's great oh he made his first film at 44 Jonathan I love that it's so never old, too late never too late well if yeah. your brother is like, <laughs> <laughs> the brother is this uh, this massive savant like yeah. blessing since fucking yeah. Shakespeare you know yeah. he, he's the first person since Shakespeare to have four plays playing at the same time in the West End no and I'm claiming him as Irish you know he's he, a, he, he was born in Britain and his parents are Irish he spent uh, most a lot of time a lot, he spent like every fucking he, summer he, in Galway he gets Irish culture to a yeah, tea, both Dublin culture and also yeah. country culture like, yeah, he well, is like, so, so yeah. 
He's so, one. He's one of my my favorite directors. I, I feel like he's someone that we should really look after. Like we should. Yeah, we should give him the treatment he deserves. <laughs> like he 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 needs to make more films. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I love to see Sam Rockwell um, episode oh, also. I've seen Moon. Yeah. It's incredible. Moon's it great. Is like one of your favorite films. I fucking love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. I don't want to spoil it, but God, what a twist! Ah, uh, oh, I mean, it's amazing. And um, as I said, do you know who directed it? David yeah, Bowie's son. David Bowie's yeah. son. Yeah. Who yeah. we were talking about recently. His name's Duncan. Ripped off the fucking prestige. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Which his dad was in. Yeah. But uh, more movie news um, because we haven't done this in so long. Dirty Dancing follow up confirmed because no one fucking puts baby in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> you were setting that up the whole time. <laughs> that, tell me that's the headline. Man. No, no, it's oh. Dirty Dancing follow up confirmed with Jennifer Grey to star in Pajita. God damn it. You oh. think this, this, we're on publication about it. Variety needs to hire you. <laughs> 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 um, so uh, what, I, what I meant to say is no one fucking asked for this because it's obviously a classic um, you can't you can't just uh, you can't, it's like the remake of the Dukes of Hazzard or something <laughs> I thought that was better I like than it, I like it I like it's it, like Footloose did anyone see the new Footloose don't tell me you like that I, no one saw it I didn't see it to there be was fair a new Footloose. The, did you I see clips of it it was the cringiest thing ever and like to be fair the original Footloose is so stupid it's he about, teaches that town to they, dance <laughs> they ban, how can you ban dancing like you goddamn well, pothead well, teens if, if you're a Calvinist dancing at your dances if you're a Calvinist like, it's a dystopian it's intentionally caricatured <laughs> to show the conservative nature that's gone extreme I think actually a lot of people have made that argument yeah. <laughs> well like sure when you think about fucking like America had alcohol banned for a few. Like. You know what? You're not, you're actually right That's there. Absolutely. It wouldn't surprise you if they banned dancing. They, yeah. they had to cut loose. <laughs> cut loose. Yeah. And uh, sure, if you're if you're a Presbyterian uh, and uh, you partying, any yeah, sort of fun, Calvinism, is, uh, Calvinism is, is yeah. Like, there's no witchcraft around. No. So that, that means no magic. <laughs> <laughs> when I get David Blaine, I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> Uh, Keanu Reeves is shooting um, John Wick 4 and 5 Amazing Back to back I, You know what I hope they make 10 John Wicks <laughs> I, think, I, think, I, think, I think they will I watched because, the first one I was Because like, yeah. you know what They're just They know you, like, you know what you're getting with yeah, them fair. There's no bull And you know what They're shot really well yeah. All the choreography is great It was hilarious like, They acknowledge the, the memes the third, Exactly And the third one is absolutely outrageous and I was talking to my dad about it and he was like oh, he was going on a holiday there last year and he downloaded John Wick 3 on the plane and he was like Jesus it's ridiculous isn't it and he's like there's a bit where he's kicking fellas off motorbikes and all and he goes I was getting a bit embarrassed the guy beside me was like what is he watching and I was like <laughs> hiding it from him <laughs> but um, these are like the expendables except you just got Keanu Reeves and made them really good He's, you know what and this is his bread and butter like this is you know what I mean yeah. he, he's accepted He's not that good an actor. He's perfect to be an action star. He's unbelievable with guns. Have you ever seen footage of him? He's excellent. In a shooting firing range. Amazing. Would, you know what? If, if anyone like... The apocalypse. If, if you apocalypse have to pick there, an actor. I, I, yeah. No, not even an actor. Like fictional character. I want Keanu Reeves. You know what I mean? People are like, I get Batman or Predator. Fuck them. Keanu Reeves would fucking kill those guys. Uh, anyone remember Knight Rider with... David the Hoff. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, so, um, James Wan is producing a new Knight Rider movie. Now, I want you to give me, each of you, I want you to give me who you want to be Knight Rider. Okay. Okay. And who does the voice of Kit? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so who's Knight Rider? Who's Kit and who's directing it? I, I want Michael Caine to be Kit. Oh, that's good. 
I'm saying that off there. Yeah. Cockney kiss. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, you can't be bloody doing that. I like, to be honest, like, uh, Dwayne Johnson has to be. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be writer, like, like, who else is going to fucking be it? Well, I'm going to actually count it. I'm going to be a little bit more, like, put my producer hat on. And yeah. be a bit Wait, did James on producing or directing? He's, He's producing it. Oh, he's producing? Yeah. Okay. Oh, so we who can pick a director. You can pick director. Oh, that's a tough one. I'd actually trust James Wan to direct that, funny enough. Yeah, no, I would have thought... He's got that kind of humor. On, I mean, yeah. he did that with the Fast and Furious. Yeah, he did that with the Fast and Furious. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking that. Um, maybe Wes Anderson. <laughs> 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 would, be, would be a strange approach. Um, I'm going to go for, for Kit. I'm going to say Paul Bettany, who voices Jarvis. And oh, he's fair, also yeah. the... Uh, Gorgeous the, voice. The gorgeous voice. Um, Sealing my whole British angle. Lead, lead, lead character, I'm going to go for... Mm, that is a tough one. Yeah, it's strange. Uh, I picked the I picked the. Only I mean, one it I is the realistic yeah. one. Let's be real. Kevin Hart. <laughs> 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 or Kevin yeah. Hart voices kid. Yeah, Dwayne mean, Johnson is the nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no. I mean, no. You need someone who's a bit like. Yeah, The Rock has all that. I like the I have the I have the greatest fucking answer. I'm gonna okay, tell you who yeah. I'm gonna get to direct it though. Uh, shit. Oh fuck! I had it in my head there, and it's fucking gone. Uh, oh, oh yeah, I've got the perfect director, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright. That would be pretty good. I, 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 I think he'd have him. I'm going for George Miller to direct it. Oh, Mad Max. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm going from. Uh, I'm going for the actor with the long hair in Game. Uh, not in Game of Thrones. Fucking Stranger Things. Who drives the Camaro and gets infected in season three. Oh, that's such a good choice. <laughs> that, that is, is such very, a good choice. I, I, he was a great character. Let me. That is. A, I am fuming that yeah. you thought of that. And, that is so good. Uh, the voice I wanted to be, you know, in that episode of Rick and Morty, where um, they have the butler that's made up or whatever. I want whoever voices the butler. The pill brulee butler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want whoever voices that butler uh, to voice voice. That is amazing. I want to see his one. I want to see her one so bad. George... How do you Dacre Montgomery? Yeah, he's Aussie. He's Aussie, I think. I, I'm just like checking his like upcomings to see if Night Rider is there. They're sick if they don't. Yeah, if they they, they, they fucked it if they did. Yeah, I'm liking that. Uh, is there anything else really in the news? Well, uh, let's let's because I really want to talk about these films. So a part of the news this week is that Rotten Tomatoes has come out and topped Paddington Two as not only their best sequel of all time, but also their best rated film of all time. Yeah. And it's not the same as that on IMDb, but we, because Rotten Tomatoes is so strange. I mean, they have such random things it's on it. It's very random. Yeah. But we decided, you know what, the, this film must be good then in some shape or form. So we watched both of them and I think we all fell in love with them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, these yeah. films are very, very to, good. To give a little bit of context as well is, do you guys remember this when it came out? When Paddington 2 came out, it was generating news articles genuine news articles that were like everyone's talking about Paddington 2 for some reason like everyone's like everyone's saying this yeah. film is really really great my sister was one of them but she's a Disney like watches every live action, action remake fucking remake yeah <laughs> the, the thing is so in saying that I'd never really seen the Paddington ones we, I watched them because of this podcast in saying that I was expecting 2 to be like unbelievable and it was but one is just as good one's amazing one is just mm. as one's good amazing. in my head yeah yeah 100% I yeah. feel like it just 
you never expect a sequel to be as good, if not, if not better. If not better. So it just kind of blows you away in that sense. Yeah, and it? I think that will that'll lead on to a good th- point we want. I want to get into in this, but like you know, the idea of the perfect sequel and what a sequel should do. Yeah. And everyone's gonna be listening to this, and be like, "Why the hell are they talking about Paddington?" But there's a lot of there's a lot of bear with us because when we bear. get into it, <laughs> oh, for God's sake, we've already done it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it had to be said but you know so th- I think this is perfect grounds for us to talk why what, what makes a sequel good and all but as I was also saying to you guys before the podcast this is also a good example of a kids movie that can be good and everyone can enjoy yeah. it kids movies don't have to be lazy and shitly put together because it's just this kid- file where like the last thing I want to do when I was kids and bring them to the fucking cinema so, is just yeah. sit there being like oh my god this is god, a this shit, shit. Film. and that's that's what yeah. I think I mean that's what I think filmmakers should approach it as because at the end of the day they know if kids are going to be watching it parents are likely going to be with them yeah. either in the cinema or watching it with them at home and there's there's so many movies, like even like this Trolls movie and stuff that's coming out. You know, it's all just shit. It's just it's all know, churned out. It's yeah, all churned, it's churned out. out. Yeah. It's fucking because money making machine. And it's you know, there doesn't have to be a lot of effort into it. Why did why did we all avoid Paddington? Like I know why I avoided Paddington because I just thought it was going to be one of those films that was just British pride the whole way through. Yeah, I thought it was skewed. extremely like fucking Union Jackie. It, yeah. it is, and it is. But it the is the British whole thing pride. is as well. Even like everything, everyone involved in it is also. Like just a British icon, like Hugh Bonneville, Sally Hawkins, Sally Hawkins Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman, Jim Broadbent. Well, she's actually Australian, but she's like uh, Jim Broadbent. Yeah, exactly. Luke, Luke well, like colonized Australia. Ben, so. Even Ben Wishaw is like the new young British actor who's and like, like Imelda Staunton, Michael Gambon. Yeah, ben, Michael Gambon. Ben Wishaw. He's fucking Q and James Bond. Like, James you don't Bond. get more yeah, British yeah, yeah. than that. Like, and it's just one of those things that like I looked at it and I was like. I don't give a flying fuck about this. I never, I never watched it. As and a no, kid. and look, it's it's a it's a kid's property, and like this, this is the thing: is what bothers me about kids' property is people will so willingly go see a Pixar movie, a Disney movie. Mm. A- adults, adults will go see those films because they go, "Oh, those are great movies, and they're really well made and stuff." And all well, Pixar hasn't been done in years. Exactly, and no, like, it has. Well, it, Coco was a it was a, a reach, but Coco was incredible. Yeah, I haven't seen Coco. I, I don't know. I, have you seen it? I have. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't yeah, like it. No, I, no, that's not fair to say that but i it, i thought it was I, I just think their ideas are kind of they're they're diminishing there they had a really tough time between coco and like the little toy dinosaur. story 3 well yeah, i think they've story. lost their like 20 year 20 year plan kind of they thing did. i think they've ran yeah. they ran out yeah but i don't think that like there's this new film coming out soul that looks quite good i, I like i'm kind of behind that it's about like a jazz music mm. musician yes, and stuff actually, like that. Seen, yeah, I, yeah. i'm behind that stuff i was definitely behind coco i don't yeah. want franchises you know I no mean, like, and i think it's because the pixar movies are so creative they are extremely creative in their ideas and they're really like jesus who thinks of this stuff so paddington is actually a very run-of-the-mill story a little bit in ways it's not as imaginative i would say no, in terms it's not. of like and because and look, it's an old Paddington bear. It's about this fucking marmalade eating bear. Yeah, it's 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 quite British, was it the TV show or yeah. was it the book? No, it was, it was a book, book and, and then it was a an TV actual show. and it, and of course a teddy, an actual Paddington teddy was like a huge thing where you would buy a Paddington bear. And your man, how it was inspired is your man. This is actually cool. What's his name again? Um, Tom Bond or something? Yeah, Tom, yeah, he's in he's in the movies. Oh, he is in the movie. He tips the glass. I yeah. I don't want to I don't want to say go any further with it. Michael Bond, sorry, Michael, Michael Bond. Bond. Yeah, yeah. 
um, he was at uh, it was at Christmas and the only toy left on the shelf in Paddington Station was a bear was a bear and he took it home to his wife and then after that he started writing children's book bear. about it mm. and the children book were actually based upon the whole idea during the war like you know like the Good Night Mr. Tom yeah, and different yeah. stuff like the child that child getting sent to the country who's, sent to the country who's out of their you know comfort zone out of the way yeah, of the bombing weird thing to happen yeah crazy it's so weird when you think about it I'm, it's I'm amazing like, though yeah, yeah. It's, like, oh, it's, it's, really a, it's, cool. it's such a nice story about it's such a showing of humanity yeah Good Night Mr. Tom is oh it's gorgeous amazing book like beautiful story great story I watched um I watched fucking The Wind That Shakes the Barley for the first time ever. Uh, Stop. Only the first time yeah. ever. So good. Uh, uh, on Friday. And like, oh my God. What like, think about fucking 100 years ago. Like, that's not, based on a true story. Ago. Two lads from Cork. Like, yeah, not that two long brothers, ago. And it's the just shit like, Jesus they went through. Like, yeah. well, I was also thinking like, everyone else has had a civil war. Sorry if you had a civil war. <laughs> but like, Irish people are so like, kind of over it now. But like, I know. You go somewhere like, East, yeah, it's like oh, well, Eastern ma- Europe because oh, it's because it happened so recently, yeah, mm. exactly. Like, yeah, your yeah, man yeah. Ken Loach is such a miserable director as well, he makes that film so good, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's oh, such a miserable display of Irish it is. life, yeah. it is. It's, it's, oh, so it's horrible, poor like. court but it's class. brother versus brother, like, it yeah. is what happened. But anyway, well, it's only eight for the last half an hour, but we anyway. won't get into Irish pride, that's <laughs> yeah. but this, this, I was expecting it's quintessentially British, it's so, oh, and sorry, we're forgetting Peter Capaldi's fucking Doctor Who, yeah, Capaldi's um, uncle. Is he? Yes. No way. Louis Capaldi's so Scottish. Scottish. They, don't, they don't really know each other that well. Peter Capaldi's Scottish. Is he? Yeah. yeah oh, Scottish. I didn't know so, that. Yeah, he, he plays a British man in most. Yeah. In, in, English in, man like, in, in most everything things. he does. He's yeah. like discount fucking Jeremy Irons. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, he's Jeremy Irons if Jeremy Irons went and did fucking Doctor Who. Like. <laughs> <laughs> apparently but, uh, he's a great Doctor Who. He's, he, apparently he's really good. I like, I, I've uh, been watching I like it, David Tennant. David Tennant's the best one. I like Matt Smith too when he came along after. I liked the other guy who only did one series with the Bob Chris Reggison, incredible. He was great. So good. Anyway, we're not going to get into Doctor Who. Yeah. Tune and hates Doctor Who. Something else British. But uh, <laughs> I, was, I was expecting it to be kind of like a British bride thing, like let's show off London and yeah. like all the nice. It's a lot more than that though. But yeah. it's it's literally like it's kind of exactly what I don't know how Brexit happened with this film out yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because it's about yeah, like communities it's about communities and 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 immigrants, which essentially is Paddington moving into a community. And everyone's worried and how they better, how, how they better, yeah, and, but how he betters the community. But there's always someone who's who, who's against, yeah. him against for no reason, yeah, or he's waiting out. for him to, yeah. to mess to, up, to mess up. And that's what happens in the second one. Paddington goes to prison, yeah. And I thought that was me. Ama- I was waiting for like say, Paddington gets shanked in the shower, <laughs> like <laughs> the, the Paddington sequence of him in prison was glorious. It was beautiful. I did not expect it to. Yeah, be these are some so amazing good, like, looking films. And, and they here's are the thing. stunning. So films like essentially like one of the director's first jobs is to pick the mood of the film and he'll do that by picking two separate colours and I mean that's prevalent in quite a lot of films throughout the palette and Wes Anderson is mental for it he loves it but this film went so unbelievably over the top in such a great way I mean it's green throughout the entire set everywhere which is the opposite of London London's piss grey yeah. and it, there's just a hint of red every now and then and then when he goes to the prison Wes Anderson has done this so many times he does it in the Royal Tenenbaums you know when you're man he also and does it in um, Grand Budapest Hotel yeah he does yeah. yeah where he introduces the blue and you just immediately you're immersed in you're, you're immersed in you, you feel where the, where the character is and I mean this film just because it's a kids film I mean, like exactly what you were saying, Ian, it doesn't mean that it can't look incredible. Mm, and it really beautiful. does. Paddington is gorgeous. And your man, Michael Bond, was literally like, I don't know if they're, like, what they're going to do with this. I don't think they're going to do it well. And then he saw a, a 
30 seconds of footage and he was like of footage and he was like this is perfect yeah, yeah he, was, he was because so inordinate I saw like there's some like I was on the fucking internet today looking at like Paddington Reddit boards <laughs> <laughs> and I was looking at fucking what people thought about it like these dedicated people who are really into fucking the bear and like apparently when it first came out everyone was fucking hating like the trailer because the trailer is what I didn't expected you probably like, I expected like a shitty kids movie yeah. and like the trailer kind of looks like yeah, that it's, it's all Paddington's like, messing around with the shower yeah, yeah, yeah. his marmalade oh, oh, his sandwiches oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. and like everyone was like reacting to me like yeah. <laughs> I do, I do like it. Holy crumpets, Paddington! <laughs> I do like it in the first one. Like the kids just get over the fucking bear being there in like ten minutes after the movie. I, I love that it's not so refreshing. I want to talk about yeah, like the absurdity of the universe. Well, that's like, yeah, yeah. just accept. I think I think it's probably a little Peruvian boy. <laughs> but I mean, like the I whole mean, the whole thing about the immigration, it wouldn't work if he was referred to as a bear i mean the whole like distaste towards they're like oh a bear's moving in rather than like what the fuck is a talking bear yeah yeah. like it's never acknowledged in a way like this is kind of out of the ordinary it's acknowledged in a way that he's kind of an intruder in the country rather than like rather than what the fuck is a talking bear yeah yeah they're not like amazed by the fact that he's yeah that's what i mean like i mean like he, he steps in for a small Peruvian child. And they're just like, yeah. This they're is just like, like, there's a Peruvian. Like how they introduce him in the... Is in Peruvian the, the right yeah. word? Yeah, Peruvian, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah okay. He's from Darkest Peru. Uh, Darkest Peru. He was originally meant to be from Darkest Africa, as they said. Um, oh, really? Yeah. But it was because apparently back um, years ago in British pop culture, everything was reser- anything that was exotic was referred to as Darkest Africa because yeah. it was seen as this land full of exotic things and all because explorers have gone around Africa and stuff like that and all. But then when they researched into it, there's actually very little bears in Africa. And they I didn't just, think there is there many fucking bears in South nah, America. There is, a there is. So they so they said everything in, in Africa. Yeah, anyway. they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they said in Peru they have these bears that you can ride as. So they said it in Peru then instead. Well, Quite I think a detail that, change, which I thought was a nice touch. It would have worked. It would have worked nice, nicer in Africa for the whole point of like the whole colony thing because essentially it's yeah. a really like rose tinted kind of character version of like a colonizer comes teaches like these bears the way or the there's also indigenous people the way and then yeah when the when that person who's learned all those ways finally travels to the homeland after and, fucking, and acts that way and acts that way and expects to be treated as he's just completely refused and treated like dog shit did you like that joke as well there's a very good joke in it where uh in the first one when uh they say, oh, you know, your Nicholas Kidman's dad is the explorer who teaches Paddington's uncle and aunt how to speak and stuff like that. Yeah. And he comes back and uh, they're like, well, what can these bears do? Can they speak? And he's like, well, no. And he's like, do they do the crossword? And he's like, <laughs> no. And like, does he drink tea? And like, no. And like, what sort of a civilized man is this? <laughs> like, like, I don't know what idea of civilization you have, but these animals clearly aren't civilized. Yeah. There are some good really jokes. good jokes in oh, there. Right? Like, um, fucking tears. What was that one you said, Jack? In the, in oh, the it's like, and she can speak all of these different languages, learning Including, Mandarin. Yeah, she's, like, she's learning yeah. Mandarin, yeah. I have been accused of tax fraud and required <laughs> legal representation. Legal representation. <laughs> insider trading. Insider trading. <laughs> insider trading, yeah. Yes, but I even love like, the little things. Like, I named one bear after my dear mother who passed away. And another after an exotic boxer I met in Germany. <laughs> He's just a shirtless man with a mustache. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, I mean, the thing about it is, 
Paddington is, you know, it is a kid's movie. It's about a bear that goes to live with a family and he gets into the wacky adventure stuff as well that they have yeah, to do. Yeah, he fucks up the bathroom. Yeah. Like, oh, Paddington Ooh. messes up the bathroom. <laughs> he's, pre- he's pretty clumsy. He's, he's all, <laughs> Paddington, he's, oh, he's, he's a clumsy he's, fuck. He's using the toothbrush for his ears. Yeah. Oh, but I, I but, think that stuff is, is good at the and same it, Oh, yeah, time. and it's done well yeah, and it, it is, is endearing. And also, I need to say, the CGI on the Paddington Bears is incredible. Yeah. Like, it re- like even as we said before, like, fur is really hard to get. Yeah. You never it's really great on the paddings mm. and animals, and you you, you can you just you never you look at him like he's, he's not he's not a, a real bear. Thing, yeah, you know, that he's not a he's he's just put there with the humans. Suit. Yeah, they got um. You know what? So they had Colin Firth originally to yeah, voice him. Voice voice they, yeah, they, they they felt his voice was a bit too old. And no, what so. they what they literally said it's a great quote. <laughs> Your man said who wrote it, who directed it, and wrote it, Paul King. He's, uh, he, he did said, a great job. Uh, he said that there was no way Paddington would have the voice of the sexiest man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> so Colin Firth actually was on set quite a bit. And he was and helped out and stuff. Like and, and apparently he helped with the movements yeah. as I'm well. I'm surprised Colin Firth wasn't Hugh Grant's role, although Hugh Grant was phenomenal. Phenomenal, Ooh. but I totally agree. Similar yeah, kind of I mean, like, if like, he was yeah. around... They're interchangeable. You know? yeah. yeah, they actually are. Yeah, I love yeah. Hugh Grant. So, yeah, um, this, was, this was his favourite ever film he's ever made. No yeah. way. Uh, well, you, you can tell yeah. Hugh Grant was just having so much fun. So much fun. So, yeah. like, you know, the first one's a very basic story. Paddington goes to live with this English family. They accept him in. Then there's the, the grumpy old neighbour, Peter Capaldi, yeah. excuse me, who is, like, your classic, as you said, Tiernan, your fucking anti-immigration, yeah. hates you this idea. Brexit here. He's yeah. literally, yeah. he's Nigel Farage. Like, yeah. And then you have Nicole Kidman, who is the explorer's father, who is... The Coelho de Vale of the Coelho de Vale. Her name is actually, like, Millicent, which yeah, is, like, Millicent, yeah. of course it's going to be... You know what's weird? Reason, she then. learned how to throw actually knives? use throw ni- use throwing knives during this, and the producers were like, no. chill that out, like. <laughs> they, were, they were like, we didn't ask you to do yeah, that. <laughs> like, we were going to CG this. Like, you have gotten way too good at this for a kid's film. And also, she, she took a taxidermy class as well. Did she? Yeah, which is fucking insane. I mean, like, yeah. okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, respect the game, but I'm like, behind Jesus, it, but it's Paddington Bear. I mean, like, like, you're no, you were never actually going to fucking taxidermy, this, <laughs> this bear, like. But, so, it's very, like, we're raving about this because it's very simple, but they've made two very, very heartwarming films. And the one thing I liked about them is, the one thing I like about British kind of child-geared um, entertainment, and the biggest one is obviously Harry Potter, but they capture that kind of whimsical element yeah. so well, and they just went as we say, we yeah. went, they went with it in this. Paddington is a bear, and they don't really address it that he's a bear. Like, totally fantastical, like, yeah. Like, Any, totally anything fantastical. could happen, and, and it's also, it represents so much more because of that. Yeah, and you know, there's an innocence to it which is really nice as well, yeah. which you don't get in a lot of. You know what I think as well that the, well that the two go so well together is because the first one is very much about Paddington and the family. And the villain is kind of just a she just there. One of the mill villain. You know, one of the mill villain. Yeah. Like, has, there has to be tension. But then the sequel is very much Paddington's story and his separate from Paddington's story, kind of the family's story and then the villain's story as well. So I think that they they kind of they they took a completely different approach to it, like how they were going to actually do, do it. Do the second one. Yeah. Did you notice though in the fucking second one the young boy? was like a full grown man full grown man <laughs> yeah. in space for like three years and then fucking they, he just got no screen time yeah because they were probably like these guys were way grow, too old he like, didn't grow up into yeah. like what they wanted what they wanted know? like yeah, yeah. which would be like, so yeah. shit like yeah you'd be look at a few like, like Disney child actors here you know like Lily for Modern Family oh yeah wouldn't yeah. you be fucking fuming fuming if you were the makers <laughs> of if you were the showrunners of that show because like she just turned out to be the worst little actress <laughs> 
in she's the terrible. entire world. She ha- she doesn't have the look for TV. Like like not every like, all the line delivery. Like, is not that she's the only baby or anything. The baby, the baby. They, they, I, I, Vietnamese baby. Vietnamese baby. Oh, okay. They clearly cast her, and we're like, great, she'll grow up into this role. Is she just crap? She, she can't she, act. She's awful. She cannot she, act. She's she's no they just qualities. I can't really. Can't really. Spinning yeah, Modern like. Family was such like a let's all grow up together kind of thing. And Hollywood. It's because they cast all the good actors in at the start. Yeah. And they all were fine. Every other actor in it was fine. Especially the two kids. I feel kids. like Claire. Yeah, I've, I've actually been watching some of the later seasons of Jason because it's just so handy that you can just throw on in the yeah, background yeah. while you're doing stuff. And you know what? It's a good show. And uh, it is. It is a good show. But uh, even like the likes of Claire's character, I feel like she didn't really grow into the actress they wanted. No, and, she didn't. And yeah, she yeah. kind of phased out. But the likes of like Phil and, and Cam. Cam and Mitchell's are so they, they, they really developed their characters really, really developed well. their characters even Gloria and like yeah. Manny and stuff and all they, they, they did, did yeah. Yeah. those characters but yeah and at the same time like especially the fact that like imagine they started the show with this Vietnamese baby and then as soon as she grows up they just recast her Reca- yeah, oh look <laughs> this American woman <laughs> but that's it Hollywood is, is so neglectful of hiring Asian actors at the same time yeah. Yeah. Like, so they probably felt they, they were sticking to the yeah, like she just yeah. can't act Anyway, different Stop side of the water. Th- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stop taking Asian films and fucking putting white dudes in black Taylor Swinton is not Asian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, yeah. I said it, okay? <laughs> but, I don't uh, care who hears it. But uh, it's back to Paddington Bear. And, and I'm sick of pretending like she's not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, so they're they're very British. They're very, you know, there's kiddie elements to them as well. You know, the, the, the slapstick stuff is done well, but you're not like, you're not laughing at them because like those are the jokes that the kids are meant to go, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, you're yeah. in a cinema and you're like, shut the fuck up, kid. I want to watch you this. You little fuck, you little shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me sitting there in the cinema watching Paddington 2, I'm like, Shay, shut up. <laughs> Paddington's in trouble. You're going out to complain to the desk. Yeah. Excuse me. Some little brat in there is ruining Paddington 2 on me. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fucking fair. Oh, um, so yeah, like it's hard to recommend these movies to people because you've got Paddington. Why the fuck would I want to watch that? But as we say, even just on a visual, if you enjoy visuals, it, they are like, so I, fucking good. I said, I said it to my girlfriend and she was like, we're not watching Paddington, Paddington Bear. Like. It's a tough sell. It's a tough sell. It is a tough sell. It's I wonder what the box office sell. was this for this one. Oh, I think I think they did well. You see, because I think the first one did so well. I mean, there well, was there's like a the, lot of people in fucking the UK. There was demands for a second one. You know what's cast, actually? I was looking into the history of Paddington. And it's just because we were on the whole immigration kind of symbolism behind it all. There was... A book about Paddington Ooh. getting <laughs> getting immigration on his tail, or whether or not he was going to be like sent out of the country, <laughs> like stop, like excommunicated oh from Britain, and he won the court case in the end. Like, like what kind of <laughs> fucking British that book is, is so this? Funny. Like, yeah, yeah, two hundred eighty-two point eight million US dollars. Was uh, that what it cost to make, or was no? It? This is the um, box awesome. office, and Pretty then Paddington impressive. Two was two hundred twenty-eight million box office um pretty impressive that's pretty impressive i mean it is yeah. it's pretty impressive yeah. uh christopher robin which like i got chris major christopher robin vibes off of the trailers for yeah, this yeah it was uh that made 197.7 million i wonder how good that was there because i love you mcgregor i also love winnie the pooh in general yeah we, like this is the thing i always say like winnie the pooh winnie the pooh and paddington and winnie the pooh <laughs> winnie the pooh and paddington are kind of similar yeah. kind of styles but like paddington is definitely that that British like oh you know marmalade sandwiches yeah, do you know what I mean like but apparently he changed it up to marmalade sandwiches and there was literally uproar yeah <laughs> Like 50% of Britain was like, like, no. no. And the other 50% was like, like yes. 
the first British Civil War. You know like, what they say? Uh, it, it quadded its money, so it cost 60 mil. Oh my God, that is really impressive. Though. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Um, I that's, think only, that's, that's dollars, so like it cost 38.5 million euro. Which oh, is just that's like, quite low. It's so, quite like, low considering these movies aren't like the cast. This was like gorgeous, this like, was like incredible. their duty, though. You know, oh, oh, like they, I'm sure I, the Queen has some involvement yeah. in this. <laughs> the Crown. <laughs> well, they do, do. They do do. Uh, they do that thing where he goes and he's like in the in in like the box with the you know the. The, Buckingham this, Palace the Queen's Guard, guard yeah, the yeah. Queen's Guard, and the Queen's Guard's being really nice to him and everything, and he's giving him a sandwich with like a little British flag, and yeah, it's like these yeah. people be building patterns up the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these guys be shooting people in Northern yeah. Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm no, joking. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that moment. He pulls off his hat, and yeah, he's got and a, he, and he's got, he's got like a, a sandwich soup flask. <laughs> He's got like just macaroons just on him, like I yeah. love that, and that was very tongue in cheek and very. It and to be fair, the next guard came along and, and boots, like, get, get out. the fuck out of here. But it embraced that that nudge and wink Britishness, and like it did, yeah. Like you know, when, even when he goes to prison, you know, he's in there with all these like mix of like characters, and then there's even a joke that one of them's meant to be a British MP in prison, yeah, and he like yeah, introduces yeah. his whole gang, and then he like, Can I, I, I will, I'll have your vote. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm sure I can rely on your vote, yeah. and then when they're like, if there's if there's any Anybody who knows a criminal gang, it's us. And he's like, but I couldn't possibly comment on that. Like, <laughs> I also loved him introducing the gang when he's yeah. like, he's like first obviously introduces Donald Gleason as uh, Brendan sorry, Gleason. Brendan as Knuckles. Knuckles, and then he's like Jimmy the Stitch, and they're all just like leering yeah. around. But it was it was, it, it was so quirky in so many aspects. Like even that Knuckles. He had his name written across his across hands his knuckles. in like the opposite way, and it was spelled N U C K E L apostrophe. apostrophe yes, <laughs> and um, even like his ladder was like a wind up ladder. A wind up ladder, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The way he introduced all, or like even Hugh Grant, the way he kept on dressing up as different characters. Yeah, he's he was this, also like, playing the different, the different characters, characters along yeah. the way. Yeah, Paddington's official Twitter. He's no got ten thousand tweets, and it is Paddington Bear from like the movie. Like, the movie, it's the, like. it's the. You see, he's a he's he is like a British symbol. I can't like. What's our closest? Rupert thing? Bear must fucking... be fucking livid. Yeah, which was Dustin Bear, the Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we sent him to he's Europe. Our he's More people have seen Dustin yeah. the Turkey than seen Paddington. That's I'd say. true. That is very true. Um. Yeah. Uh. Rupert Bear was the fellow with the the tartan scarf. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. say he's fucking raging. <laughs> he's fuming. Rupert Bear is... Rupert Bear is... What other bears Rupert Bear is mauling some Canadian tourists right yeah. now in a forest. Like, what was the... What was the story with just all these fucking bears? Like, like, I think yeah. people just didn't have imagination back... <laughs> back a hundred you know years ago. You know what's a cool fact, actually? The person who, like, first made the bear... So after the story was written, they, they was a toy maker, obviously, at the first make the bear, was Jeremy Clarkson's mother. What? So the first person to get a physical... Paddington Bear was Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson. Clarkson and his sister no way that explains why he's the most British man ever. yeah <laughs> seriously yeah, yeah like yeah. I'm re- I really enjoy Jeremy Clarkson I really like, like I know I know that he's a fucking arsehole or whatever exactly. and he, and I, I kind of like he, that he's an arsehole yeah, yeah. but I'm sick of that tweet that he puts up every year oh, oh I didn't oh I didn't, oh, do, I didn't well do well in my GCSEs and I drove a very fast car <laughs> every single year yeah alright cheers mate but um, um yeah so like I mean what's what's like the thing about Paddington as well is like everyone cared making these movies. Every actor they did. puts their effort into it. But there was a lot of pressure. Like hundred percent. I mean, it's a national a, icon. A like. national icon. If they fucked that up, they would have been. And you know what? It very, they very easily could have bastardized it because 
Kids would have gone to see it anyway. anyway Parents yeah. would have sent their kids to go see it. And, like, this is a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Huge fucking... It's about 100% like, for Paddington 2. Uh, no, Paddington 1. Paddington 1. Paddington 1, yeah. yeah. But, but it, like, that's that's 197% out of 200%. Yeah, like, like that yeah. is... You can't beat that number. Yeah, yeah, like, that is insane. I wonder what it is on, like, IMDb in terms it's of top 50. 7.6 7. 7. is the first one, and 7.8 is the second So neither of them are in the top 250. No. Mm. But you know what? I think either of them could be. Well, you know, you know I mean? there's just people online being like, fuck you, Paddington. Oh, yeah. you see, it's very hard to read Rotten Tomatoes, and IMDb is also very hard to read, because people are normal. Yeah, yeah. but like this is the thing like it's a hard sell how do you tell people to watch this and I'm going to question how many people are actually listening this week who will actually watch I feel like I feel like I'm saying this to you you, Ben (laughs) 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 you you and Cal have to watch this yeah Yeah, I mean it's it's it is genuinely I enjoyed them so much more than I was expecting because weirdly enough after I um after we'd watched this I saw another post about Paddington because Rotten Tomatoes would be blasting it over yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah. And Ben, one of our one of our listeners, had, had tagged Cal in it. Another one of our listeners that was like, How is this better than the Terminator or Aliens? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, watch it. Watch it and you'll find like, out yeah, why. Yeah. yeah. But um yeah, I mean there's just so many elements of it that I like and like the second one, as you say, turned they went. The second one is is exactly how you do a sequel. Yeah, it's you, just like I'm gonna fucking flip this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take what made the first one great. Yeah. I'm gonna expand on that. I'm gonna add more to the characters and this and just do it a little bit bigger yeah. and better. Yeah. And it's it's perfect. It is literally. You know the what else is banging sequel. about these films? Both like an hour and a half. And spot on. And the first one, you know, like, like, you know, Stuart Little. Okay, so like you know, no. when you kind of like have to like, oh, there's always like the low point in the family. It's no. not really yeah. accepted. Yeah. Paddington's kind of like, oh, he fucks up the bathroom, and then like five minutes later, all the kids love him because he's because yeah. he catches Superhands. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yes. Also, I love yeah. that joke as well. Is he's chasing Superhands who stolen a bunch of wallets to give him back his wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he ends up like getting caught on a, on a bus going to a market and a police hat lands on him and a flashing blue light and the police's first reaction is police officer in trouble. <laughs> we need to help him. They assume they assume this bear officer in pursuit. Officer in pursuit. <laughs> They're not like what's going on over there. They just accept he's a police yeah, officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking gas. There's loads of that humour in it Johnny yeah. that I love. Not to go humor. not to go off a tangent but I love that I love that debate online about <laughs> Who would win the fight? Sure, little or Ratatouille. Or Ratatouille. Oh man! And, and everyone's like, Ratatouille is a street rat. Yeah, but so many people hate Stuart Little. Yeah. He gets so much slap. No, but I mean, like, he's a street rat. People he'd, fucking he'd, hate that mouse. He'd eat Stuart for breakfast. Yeah, like, yeah. Stuart, Stuart like Stuart, Remy. Yeah, like, Stuart wears Converse. Like, uh, <laughs> he has a convertible. <laughs> Yeah, does he get the convertible in the fight, like? Yeah, he does. Well, ra- he can rather, just run him over. Does, does Remy just get, like, the man that he controls? <laughs> he controls with his hair and beats. <laughs> just stamp on him, like. <laughs> yeah. so how the fuck did they make three of them? Three of them. I thought they were yeah. buying The third one's animated, though. Straight I love them. Uh, that, that was what I was really sad. There was, like, in the low points of that, I remember as a kid, I was really, like, my heart was breaking <laughs> for a little short. I, I remember there was an episode. The. the in the, sorry, in the first one when he gets stuck in the washing machine, that used to give me so much anxiety. Yeah, oh, proper tears and that. Yeah, yeah. they're watch cats be dogs. No. Yeah. 
It's wagon, wagon. Oh, the fucking movie. Dog. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, I have. no, not on YouTube. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> like, watch I do cats getting ripped apart. Ian, it's two Rottweilers <laughs> and Killing a Siamese a kitten. I don't, I don't need a VPN to watch cats versus dogs. <laughs> you only need Disney Plus. I don't need Tor. I don't need a, a dark web browser. But anyway, you know, actually, on that, the whole like kind of anxiety inducing kids thing. Did you find that this film, Paddington 2 in particular, like when they're in the house and Hugh Grant's coming back, you, you get anxious for them. Yeah, and, you know and that is caught. so rare in a kid's film, but it's it, it's how you can tell that the film is good. And don't listen to this if you haven't seen it, just for like the next 30 seconds. But you know at the end when he's drowning... Oh my god, oh, I, thought gonna, I thought they were going to kill Paddington. And I was like, this is why everyone loves this film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but you know what? They're going to murder that, the bear. Exactly, you know what? And you know what? That's a good point. These kids' movies have balls because this is my problem with kids' movies when they become a little bit too watered down, right? It's it's good for kids to be scared a little bit. It's good for kids to like yeah. understand things like loss yeah. and death and things like that. And, all. and in the very first Paddington, in the first five minutes, his uncle dies. Yeah. And that's it. He dies in an earthquake. Well, that's the whole that Di- is it. That's the Disney formula. Yeah. Never goes back to it either. Mm. I mean, and I thought it was going to be like supernatural because like he kind of stands up and like looks yeah, at something and yeah. then everything collapses. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I got that too. Well, I actually thought it was going to be like these bulldozers are going through. Yeah. Uh, going through like deforestation. But it, was, it, was kind of a, it was just an earthquake. Um, which I wonder was that ever the intention that they were going to do like possibly I mean, yeah. like, no, maybe that's exactly, too political yeah. for this film about immigration <laughs> yeah. I reckon that if they're doing a third one it's that the, he's alive do you think well it's just the whole buzz it's like where do you take it from here you know screw that no I, I keep the stakes low I, 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 I wanted like, Paddington 2 the stakes were so low all he had to do was, was get, get a get book, a book. Yeah. to give to his auntie yeah. I love Wait, that sorry can we talk about the scene real quick of just London through the through the, uh, the, the pop-up book. Oh, oh yeah, it's deadly, isn't it? And that is actually, like, Stunning. copied, copied, drawn, for drawn of no a pop-up book from Paddington, way. which your man, William Bond, the only thing, Michael Bond, the only thing that wasn't a pop-up in it is Lucy and Paddington. No way. And it, it just looks amazing. so incredible and do you know screen. what? There's so many stylistic choices in this film. You know, I was like, that is so interesting to try into a kid's movie. Like, do you remember when they're retracing what could have happened? To, in the second one, you know, the book gets stolen by Hugh Grant and they're trying to retrace what happens and then Sally Hawkins' character, you know, she's an illustrator yeah. and they retrace the steps through her illustrations through her illustrations, and yeah. it's just randomly thrown into it and it's really nice. It's really it's, really, yeah. it's, it's visually it's really quirky, so stimulating you know? and quirky and it keeps you in the film so yeah. much because this is going to inspire so many fucking kids to like art, to be creative be creative and, and fucking but even like, like you know like drawing, drawing and all this shit yeah. and animation you know like that. the sun when he creates those like big massive like machines the in the bedroom the, and, 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 and it just focuses and on I love it. how they, he makes it a mechanic mechano which is yeah. like a British like oh toy, yeah those right? toys yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I love how they just like focus on that because it's really vibrant and yeah. no one minds that it's on the screen you no, know? no no like, one yeah. like everyone's just up for that being there on were the screen, transitions you know? where like there's books in the like the different. They did the whole like yeah, diorama yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. the big like, playhouse, yeah, yeah, which is then, similar yeah. to Hereditary. Actually. Hereditary. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was watching this and I was like, "Oh, was like, this is bringing back some bad memories." <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's like Ari Aster and Wes Anderson. <laughs> oh God. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's just they had made so many stylistic choices that I was like, they didn't have to do that, but they they, they were creative, anyway, like. and it it keeps you in a movie that, as I said, is that the, the stakes are low and the stories are quite run of the mill. First one is about Paddington being welcomed to family and being chased down by crazy taxidermists. Second one is about him wanting to buy a book and then Hugh Grant's character is this 
washed up actor who knows the book actually has the key to some treasure cause yeah. but I love that the reason he needs it is because he's fucking broke yeah. because he just he wants to do it. but I love the way he's an excellent actor he's great but he, he doesn't like working with other actors, other actors yeah. Yeah. So he just wants to do a one man show, yeah, man show. <laughs> like he could be incredibly successful and, and there's so many on the nose things about it like that you know he's a total narcissist and, yeah. and, and, and at one point Judy uh, is it, what's her name Judy, Julie Waters Julie, Julie Waters is like she's like actors are fucking assholes yeah. like she's just beyond saying that she's like they only care and that about was, themselves and that's directed at her or her and, and, yeah, everyone, and else. everyone else and who is yeah. also a British icon fucking the dance instructor in Billy Elliot Billy Elliot like. yeah. and like Ron's mom and Harry is she Potter, meant to be like, Irish in this uh, I'm actually really no, bad for no, she was Scottish. She Scottish, was Scottish. Was yeah, yeah. There yeah. was a, there was a few. There was a, obviously the Irish prisoner, uh, Brendan Gleeson plays Brendan Gleeson. Knuckles. The, There's um, always an Irish prisoner, you know. Ooh. And this, that was another thing. So the second one, Paddington gets sent to prison, which is hilarious, and I love that. You know, they'll take the the quirkiness of it and keep the quirkiness, but then they'll also put Paddington on trial in front of the British crowd, yeah. like, and they have like, and like, I loved Hugh Grant's testimony. He gets up and he's like, you know, prison's a terrible place. I know. I did three years at Les Mis. <laughs> and everyone's like laughing, like nodding at each other, like, oh. <laughs> I mean, oh, some of the, these movies the, are fucking guys. They're like, amazing. Actually, yeah, the yeah. humor is superb. Really, yeah, and, and it's mean, just smart. And it's, it's funny because it's true. It's tr- yeah, it's, it's really on yeah. the nose humor. That obviously goes over the kids' heads. But stuff that you can go, I can see what they're doing there. Yeah. And like, like the visual gags work too. All the visual stuff really, really works really well. And it's literally blinking you'll miss it jokes as well. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. literally the odd sentence said and you're like, yeah, go. oh shit, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> I love just how fucking weird everything is and it is like... It's just... Mumbles makes a brilliant apple crumb. <laughs> <laughs> They're all unbelievable, all the prisoners. And, and like if Ellen just stands up and he goes... <laughs> yeah. it just mumbles like sure I, I knew I was on board with this film is when uh, he first meets the family and they're like you know they're the brown family and, they all, and they're like so what's your name and he speaks perfect English Paddington and he's like oh my name is <laughs> I was like pissing myself he just makes this but I know, like, like, Hugh Bonneville's character is like Paddington slides down the banisters and then the son goes to it and he's like 70% of accidents at home are caused by banisters yeah oh he goes uh, his first he's a, so he's a risk assessor yeah and uh, the most boring job ever and he goes for insurance uh, company yeah for an insurance company and the first joke he makes is oh his son jumps and he goes 70% of all accidents start with jumping and then the banister one is 30% of all pre-breakfast Breakfast accidents occur on banisters. <laughs> like jokes that would just bleed yeah, you miss yeah. it, you just go straight over your head. But like as you say, it's it's the absurdness it and is. every character is playing an over the top version. Like Sally Hawkins is the lovely mother. You um, hate Sally Hawkins, don't you? I don't hate her. It's just that movie. You fucking hate her. You don't like, <laughs> it's actually funny. You don't like fish porn. <laughs> I don't like fish porn. No. Paddington no. <laughs> <laughs> 2 is actually right after Shape of Water. Yeah, which and is she came over and she was like, why do I have to swim in this film? <laughs> she, she, I was like, just in the fish sex movie. Her, kind of, her subplot is, is just basically that she wants to swim the channel. Swim, swim the and channel, yeah. it, What also happens in these films, and at times it's a little forced, but overall it's really, really well done. They give everyone in the film, everyone in the entire film, who you see on screen, a subplot. And that subplot will fulfill a purpose. There's a setup and a payoff for each There's single yeah. Every single so character. It's all second, tied up in a lovely little box. And every single have, aspect of Paddington. I mean, how many times does this emergency sandwich come in, come in handy? I mean, it saves him so many times. Back to, the, back to the ending, but when he's under the water, I was watching it with Anya and she goes, how's the sandwich going to save him this time? <laughs> 
and use your sandwich to pull you out of that fucking <laughs> downed fucking train carriage, Paddington. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like it is that, and like the sun, the second one, the sun is into steam trains. But yeah. he's embar- and I love that he's embarrassed by it. He's trying yeah. to be like a cool kid. And he's meant to be J Dog. J Dog, yeah. The daughter. The daughter is into, um, you know, she makes a newspaper and she's trying yeah. to free Paddington with this newspaper, newspaper she runs. Yeah. Um, the dad is... Uh, he didn't really get it, but in the end, when, the, they, he, when they were rolling it off, they yeah, kind of... and he was, used to be Mr. Cool when he was younger. Oh, sorry, yeah, he does the he bowling. Does the he bowling does the bowling and he knocks, he knocks yeah, sorry, he does, out, yeah. you know, and... Uh, I mean, I also, they all they all have a little plot tied up, yeah. and it, it is really well done because that's very good writing, yeah. like it, bringing everything back in full circle. And they didn't have to do. No, that they don't. That's Again, a, that's like, an effort to write in something a character does at the start, and then draw draw your attention to it. Yeah, and then it, it, is, it off in the end. It is kind of like that um, sketch that David Mitchell does. Uh, have you ever seen it? And it's like when the like the the payoff is super obvious, and it's like, oh, hello, Derek. Look at this extremely cool phone thing I have. <laughs> yeah, it's and then like five minutes later, he just uses it. Like, it yeah, like, yeah, it's drawing your attention. That's yeah. like that's like prisoners. Yeah. Prisoners yeah. is like the key example of that. Uh, it's like, oh, look at this whistle. Yeah, Take like, this whistle. whistle. <laughs> you see this whistle? Keep it. Look <laughs> at this car. It's never been moved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so frustrated with this case. I'm gonna yeah. throw these papers on the ground. Oh look! My the fi- exact piece of paper I needed. <laughs> My film teacher was literally. I do love that movie though. When, it, when he went to see that film, he was sitting beside a random person because you know how just like when you're into film and you're yeah. older, you finally have the confidence to go cinema alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and absolutely. He, he turned to the guy beside day. him and he was like, "If he's blowing that whistle in the end, trying to get help." I'm leaving. And then at the end, your man turns around and he goes, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's very funny. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, but that's the thing. So they, they, they give you these, they give the characters these little, mi- they're mini arcs. It's a little oversaturated. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, look, it's a kid's movie. Kids film. And you know, the beauty of a kid's movie is you can use as much exposition as you want and it'll work. Like Paddington is narrating it and I hate exposition because it breaks the, the film 101 rule show don't tell. I know, yeah. It's, but it's very like, here's the fucking, like here's the blueprints. Yeah, what, I'm explaining the stuff. And you know, that's why film, that's why kids It's like a blurb. Are, that's why kids films are short mm. because they, they allow for exposition to keep them an hour and 30 minutes well, I think like, exposition in like the case of like breaking the fourth wall and different things along the line yeah, I, I like that shit Paddington's yeah. not talking to the audience it's very true yeah. I mean, he's writing letters to his yeah. auntie and that's what's helping expect. Yeah, which but is you know, probably better than fucking just him fucking. Hello. <laughs> yeah I am Paddington <laughs> talking to us like Ferris Bueller like, <laughs> I feel like a sequel always has to have some form of exposition, exposition because yeah. it's just kind of like alright we're just getting into it you know yeah, I mean like yeah. we're jumping straight in it's a yeah. sequel like uh, yeah. here's what here's the fucking recap of what happened yeah you know? I mean you, this is the thing is like you know Paddington is dealing with like adult themes in ways but they're not ones you have to look into too much. They're no. there. They play on them. But you can. You can if you, you want. Could, you could watch this film as like a lovely kids film and you could also write an academic fucking journal. Yeah. yeah. And, there's, and there's so much, as you say, Wes Anderson influence in yeah. it in the way it looks, but also in the way, like I think in the way it was edited. Like a lot of the editing and the, the way it was like. And the quirkiness. The transition and just the pure quirkiness. I, I'm surprised Wes Anderson isn't like here, man. What, what are you doing? Like, yeah. I, I had to check halfway through Patton and One. I was like, who fucking wrote Yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's very kind of fantastic, Mr. Foxy. It is. It is. Yeah. No, it is. It, it is. It's extremely. It, it almost like you'd go as far as to call it like close to a rip off. Yeah, like, I'm even, happy. even even Grand Budapest. I mean, obviously, you know, Grand Budapest is a different story and stuff. But like the prison stuff was quite well, quite similar. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, and like what I loved about Paddington was as well is um, 
you know, in the, the, the prison stuff, they really utilize color in the prison. And when they, they changed do. it from pink, you know, Paddington leaves a, a red sock in all the prisoners' you know, uniforms and they're yeah. all wearing pink. And I just thought, it's just, funny it was they like, all just turn around. They're all just turn around. He's again. And, and, and he's so polite. He's like, hello, chaps. Like, everything's so, like, naive and, yeah. like, you know, he and the whole idea of Paddington is he sees the best in people. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. he, I love that about it. It's such a nice story and he yeah. sees the best in everybody. Even, even like, Peter Capaldi's character and stuff. He's still really nice to him. Yeah, very polite is, yeah. to him and things like that. Like, mm. It's um yeah it is it's, I love just when films go ahead and they actually give you that visual aid like as as much as I don't need a visual aid I love a visual aid it's crazy the whole like I mean the best filmmakers do it and as soon as you're out of that doomy and gloomy prison and he starts to settle in that's when everything changes kind of back to red and green red and green, yeah. and everything becomes nice again and mm. I, I love that and like sorry you were saying to earlier like the depiction of London in the first one you know when he first gets to London. It's grey and it's, it's rainy. It's grey and it's, it's rainy. And like the, the beauty of it is as well as if you've ever been to London, if you go to London on a wet day, it is miserable and it's stre- it's a stressful city. It's up there with New York where like people are like in a rush. You know, it's very cold in a lot of ways. But some but there's parts of London that are just gorgeous. In stunning. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Camden and stuff. This it, it's teeming with life. And it's just got so much going on. And I love that about Paddington. It captured. I don't know why this is leaving my head, but what's that toy story? Like Hamleys. Hamleys, Hamleys. Hamleys. I, I actually had that in my head. I didn't yeah. know why I said it. Is, have you ever what been an to incredible, What an incredible spot to go to. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Here in London. You go, Five you go stories of just joy. Of just pure, <laughs> pure joy. It's, banging. it's just amazing. It's the best thing ever. Absolutely. You can just go into the department stores. It's just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that Maslow and Harrods, which is insane. It's mm. like... It's it it you know it's the, it's the same thing as like it's not like North American shopping it's like there's something about the yeah there is a lot to love about is, British yeah. culture as well and you know what as well as I love that this not was that able- we'll be admitting that <laughs> <laughs> take that back but um, you must make our language <laughs> <laughs> but you know they make lots of tongue and che- tongue and cheek jokes about British culture about how weird it is too and I think that's why the movie's kind of yeah. weird mm. like one of the biggest jokes is they joke about um the food that British people eat because British people eat fucking terrible food and they're like they're like oh yeah uh, Peter Capaldi invites Nicole Kidman over and he's like I've got fish paste sandwiches uh, if you want them and he's like they're they're a bit out of date but you're normally fine within a week like you know he's so I would love a Greg's though Oh, Greg's looks banging. Greg's looks like the it's best thing ever. Absolutely incredible. Or have you ever gone to a football match in England and gotten a pe- pasty? A pasty. Yeah, a pasty. A steak pasty. Yeah. pasty I, thought, I always find pasty so weird, though, because it's like a roast dinner wrapped in a, up in, in a, a fucking, fucking pastry. Yeah. Like, it's, which it's I mean, World War II fucking. It it's, is. It's feeding the troops. It's feeding yeah. the troops. Yeah. 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 Good On word, paper, yeah. to be fair, a roast dinner in a pastry just sounds lovely. Yeah. It does, actually, to be fair. Is there anything else you want to say about Paddington? Just watch them. They're so yeah. good. They're so so good. What 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 didn't you like? If you had to, the slapstick stuff, I I didn't particularly like because you feel a bit like a child watching. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, fair enough. And the thing about it is as well is like I didn't think it was that necessary. But in saying that, I'm not a kid. I, you need to keep the kids involved. But I felt that they were. It was stimulating. I that they, as well. I thought I thought that they needed that 100. percent Yeah, and like I mean, look, it's it's a minor thing. I mean, I loved everything about them. I loved yeah. all the acting in them. I loved the over-the-topness of them. And they just accept that. And in saying that, like, the slapstick stuff kind of takes you out of it a little bit. And, like, look, it's there's things about it that you're like, that's a bit childish, that's a bit childish. Because it's a fucking kid's movie. It you is know a what good I mean? Film. But it's because I was enjoying it so much as through an adult's eyes. When something childish did happen, I was like, oh, that's taking me out of it yeah. a little bit. But it's it's a rare occurrence. So yeah. like, I mean, I mm. highly rate these films. Do you have anything you dislike about it, I'm kind of the same buzz with you with the yeah. kind of slapstickiness. Yeah. 
I don't like the fucking opening scene either where the uncle dies. <laughs> was but that's because it's just sad. It was so sad. Yeah. It was um, so no, sad. No, these are great movies. Um, is there any other sequels that you would say is better than Paladin 2? Like, can you give me, like, I have, like, obviously there's Terminator 2, which is the GOAT sequel, I think, because it just, it improves movie in every 100%. single aspect. That's a tough one. Do you say The Godfather 2? I'm going to dig you. It's not The Godfather 2. Right. I would actually say the second Blade Runner. Really? I, I thought that was superior to the first one in, in every aspect. And I love the first one. 2049? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, okay. What did you, what, there is no other Blade Runner. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I just said <laughs> you said the second Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, Blade yeah, Runner, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was a year. I just didn't know what year it was. It was yeah. like 2043 or I need something. to like, fucking yeah. watch that again because I haven't seen it I, I in really, years. I, it's like the, the one film, as you said, that like, it's like the GOAT one with Terminator 2 where it like takes the first one and just makes yeah. it better. And it's like, because the, the first one divided opinion a lot because it's slow and second yeah. one's not slow second one's just as visually pleasing there's a better story there's a bit of action it has all the great acting in it and stuff and it makes the story expands the story more that's the only sequel I'll put mm. up there with Paddington 2 I mean <laughs> like I'm racking my head here like besides saying films that I think are my personal favorite, like don't get me wrong I'd rather watch Terminator 2 I'd rather watch Aliens I'd rather watch a lot of other films but in terms of what's actually a better sequel yeah, it's, it's very hard it's to very say hard. And Paddington 2 is one of the few the reason like, we talk you do is, you do have your issues with like sequels. aliens like aliens isn't perfect you no, do it's have not. your issues with Terminator too because again like they don't give shit about the timeline or anything it's Paddington it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> yeah it's pretty it fucking really bad it's, it's, it's really like, perfect God damn this and it just does everything like that you like you, this could have been the worst sequel ever like this could have been so shit but they just fucking I think they were nervous about a sequel too yeah I think they were nervous about it here's a question for you would you like a Paddington three yeah, obviously, complete the fucking trifecta, but it needs <laughs> to be it needs to be done. Like, yeah, uh, it know. needs to be done very well. I don't know. I, I just think that it's flying too high to the sun. Like, I, I, is it good? Do you want it in London again? No, I'd like Paddington goes down the country or something, or Paddington goes to Paris or something. I, go on a family holiday. That's a bit like Paris. Tintin, though. It is. Like, Tintin yeah. goes the all around the place. Thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 I fuck. I thought this like was Tintin when I was watching it. <laughs> I like. I, I was watching Paddington too, and I was like, when is he going on his big swashbuckling adventure? <laughs> yeah. And they that's said the swashbuckling at one stage. They're so they're so grounded. The two Paddington yeah. things. They are so grounded and like they, they stakes are low so I'd like if he had to go and find his dead uncle in Peru he's like, in Peru he's like with a machete like yeah. chopping down like fucking branches and stuff and all like but I don't know how it will work with like a, just another standard villain I think that they they'd need to add a lot more to it I feel like it, they'd have the Icarus complex for me I don't know yeah I don't know you see the thing is as well is like Nicole Kidman was a fine villain she was you know Perfect. Grand, but, but she could have been anyone. But when they brought in Hugh Grant, he was fucking amazing. Phenomenal. Every scene. I didn't really like Nicole Kidman too much. No, she was very. Just I don't really, really like Nicole Kidman anyway. Like, you know, she was very okay. Do you know what she was? She was exactly. She reminds like me she was of like Golden the Compass. It's exactly. Yeah, Golden Compass. Yeah, there you go. Exactly the same character. Mm. That evil. She actually was. Yeah, to yeah. be fair. Whereas like Hugh Grant was like, I'm gonna hand this up. <laughs> so I'm gonna go fucking nuts with this character. Yeah, like, I was like, this is my magnum opus. <laughs> Uh, is the Golden Cup is a good movie I can't remember no I thought it was the books are incredible I didn't think the Golden Cup it's about fighting polar bears isn't yeah it? like 
that's only that's only like a facet of it as well. But you know, apparently they cut it to bits as well because I remember in the trailer there was so much shit as a kid that I was expecting in the trailer and then I watched it. Did you think it was bad though? Yeah, I said. I see. I was obsessed with the books at the time. And I, I like the books movie too. This so is like Aragon and everything. Like they fucked up so many kids' books that, that were like good, good fucking properties. Good I like the film Aragon. When they think of the Golden Compass, anything with dragon, it, it's way more. It, that deals with like interdimensional travel and stuff and all that. The movie just wasn't ready for. I I know it's only hinted at. But it looked great. It did. It and the CG, the, like it was well ahead. If you of watch time. the bear fight between the two bears, it's yeah. still pretty decent for like they put effort into it. I don't yeah. think it's not even yeah, just pretty decent. I think it's really, 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 really good from what I remember. It is dated a bit, but like I just you know, thought it definitely warranted a second film. I oh no! The they they made all these films. They got these massive actors, and they got shit reviews, and made now money. Daniel Craig was in it. Right? Yeah, what the yeah. Fuck? yeah. I mean, like uh, Twilight made money. That yeah, made no, that's the thing. I mean, Fifty that's Shades of Grey movie. made a lot of money. Oh, that's so fast. Even it, if uh, they're gonna make another movie, it better be Paddington Three. <laughs> I don't know why it's Fifty Shades of Grey, but then I realized that Fifty Shades of Grey is a Twilight. Just. It's a fan fiction. Like fan fiction. Fan fiction. Yeah. Turns exactly they want, they exactly want to like, like, picture yeah, fucking yeah. Bella and Edward having sex, like really BDSM each like. Yeah. Which is literally like, have you, I know that the, this joke's a bit old, but have you ever walked past your mom reading one of them? I nearly slap it out of her. <laughs> I'm not I, there. I'm so I'm, glad my mom never read erotic novels, yeah. but I see women on the train and I'm like, like your, your kid my, is gonna be so disappointed. Like. Imagine my mom's walking by me and the porn hub sound comes on, like you know the. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know that sound. Too. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's us. Um, I think we've gushed enough over Paddington at this stage. Um, we hope you guys watch them and enjoy them. And look, it, it was just an interesting thing to do. It was a bit of a nice, lighthearted break. I'm happy we did it. Something, something different. And I'm glad we watched these movies. Um, it's off the list. Next week, we're going to go back into something a little bit more our, our usual style. We're going to be talking about the Coen brothers. We mentioned uh, last week, I think one of us recommended, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? ton of their movies are on Netflix at the moment. You've yeah. got No Country for Old Men. There's a lot of movies yeah. that you Burn can After right Reading. Um, uh, the Big Lebowski. The Big Lebowski. Fargo. Yeah. Um, Endless amount. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's a ton. The, yeah, there's a lot of their movies um, there. Really, so. You know, so, so give them a watch. Give, give a few of them a watch. We'll be, we'll, be, we'll be talking all things Cohen um, next week. Um, you won't have to see them all, but we'll, we'll try and get through as much of their filmography as we can. Yeah, I mean, we could each kind of tackle a film. I don't think we all need to go to and get to and watch to, all yeah. the Baldies again. Like. Yeah, but if you're if you're on Netflix, just type in Coen Brothers, you'll get a ton of things. I mean, you'll probably find that you've seen. You'll seen a lot of them. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And you know what? It's a little bit overdue. We probably should have talked about. Yeah, Collins I need to watch the Big Lebowski because yeah. I've never seen it properly. You are in for a treat, mm. Jack. I can't wait to hear your opinion on it. Next yeah, week. you're gonna fucking love. Yeah, it's so him. It's so him. You always come out with these movies that you haven't seen I'm like you would fucking love it it's so you I'm terrible at watching movies um, so as usual guys thanks for listening please um, follow us on all our social medias on Instagram and Twitter um, also as well please give us a five star review on the podcast and follow us and subscribe to us on Spotify and we will see you guys next week bye